Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. I'm Erica Lynn, and we all know the ocean is the most demanding environment on Earth, consistently testing the reliability and durability of our equipment. When you spend as much time fishing as I do, you know that reliable gear is essential for staying on the water. This is why I went with Abyss Battery to power my trolling motor, electronics, and outboard. The guys at Abyss Battery are rattling the saltwater industry by manufacturing performance marine batteries specifically designed for sonar, outboards, trolling motors, and electronic fishing reels. They're also Bluetooth compatible, so I found Checking battery statuses right on your phone while you're out on the water is a huge game changer. To learn more about why Abyss batteries are used by the pros and factory installed by Premier Boat Builders, visit abyssbattery.com. Hey guys, welcome to the Working Class Bowhunter Podcast. First of all, I want to thank you so much for listening to the show and being a supporter of us along this entire way. We've been at it for about five and a half years, and we seriously appreciate the hell out of every single one of you that's ever shared anything, liked anything, downloaded an episode, reached out with kind words, anything. Thank you so much. And if you don't like our show and told us, yeah, thanks too. We appreciate all of it. Um, I guess no news is probably bad news, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, thank you. Um, this podcast is our first night in our Wyoming bear camp. We... We, we did a couple podcasts that day. We did a couple road trip podcasts um, about whitetails and stuff, so that's coming down the pipe. Um, but we just were having fun with it, right? Like we recorded one podcast, and we're like, hey, let's just do a, our first night in bear camp type episode. And so we talk about getting into camp, and then at the end we're talking about bucket list hunts and all sorts of random BS stuff. So we just had a good time, set up the recorder, um, recording in a wall tent in Wyoming and just had a blast with it. You know, that's what podcasting's about and that's what hunting's about and friendship and all the good stuff. So we hope you enjoy. We were kind of, we weren't really on mics on this one. We kind of had the recorder set in between us all, but I still think it sounds good enough and you get that good, uh, that camp feel podcast, um, out of this one. So hope you enjoy it. Um, the podcast is presented by HHA, um, single pin sites, and we have a code for their website. It's WCB15, so you can save yourself some coin on a new site and or Virtus Dropaway Rest. And all of HHA products have a lifetime warranty, and I think that right there, for guys that are doing backcountry hunts or tough on equipment, if you drop a bow out of a tree stand and you break your rest of your site, you don't really have to sweat it. You know, It sucks in the moment, but you're covered. So it's kind of like an insurance plan with every HHA product. Um, also, Scent Crusher. We use the scent crusher on this trip a lot. We didn't have a lot of power, but when we did, I made sure to plug in my gear bag and run like a 30-minute cycle on my clothes because, man, it was getting rank. You know, not a lot of showering going on, uh, the old traditional horse bath with wet wipes or wipe down in the creek. It's kind of fun. Adds to it, but scent crusher saved our ass. Um, Thermoseat, Victory Archery, um, we're all shooting the RIP TKOs, um, so that's Good stuff there, man. Those arrows are indestructible. I think almost everybody in camp was shooting the Victory Rip TKOs, which was cool. It's cool to see. Um, big time. We have a code right now if you're wanting to get some food plot seed. It's WCB2020. You can save yourself 20% on food plot seed. Uh, Hunter's Blend Coffee we took some with. I left it in camp for everybody. And uh, Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, 
we got a lot of stories and an episode coming up with Old Barn, but as these Bear Camp episodes roll on, we'll probably talk more about, sorry about my phone there, we'll probably talk about um, bear taxidermy and, and taxidermy in general and what to look for in a good taxidermist, but um, love Old Barn, great people over there, they make you feel good when you drop an animal off, they help you walk through your, your decision making on that, and uh our shoot's coming up June 20th. It is still on June 20th. $20 registration. The public is welcome. Um, if you have any questions, reach out. We have on our website, there's a shoot tab so you can get all the info you need. Um, and I think Old Barn is giving away a shoulder mount at the shoot, which will be pretty awesome. So come on out. Have a good time. It's a 30 target 3D course. Um, it's not a competition. Just come out and have fun. And if you register to shoot, then we will draw your name to give away some prizes. And the shoulder mount is in there. So huge thanks to the whole Old Barn Taxidermy crew for that. Um, also, Gator Outdoors, um, a lifestyle brand. One of my favorite brands in the game. They're a new and growing company with great people behind it. And their social media is worth following. They're, I, mean, I, I think they're kind of like the epitome of what a lifestyle brand is with their clothing and all that. We got True Timber jackets from Gator with our, our logo embroidered on it, so we look all professional. Um, but check out Gator Outdoors. Um, really proud to be working with that company. Um, good people, awesome stuff. And I'm going to quit rambling, and we're going to get right into this. We hope you enjoy it. It's a fun camp episode. Um, let us know what you think. And we, I, th- I think we're planning on doing this camp again next spring. So if you are interested in going on a hunt like this, you know this is available for everyone. So So map that out. Um, you know, if you, if you're wanting to do some sort of bear hunt and then quick, I th- we might've mentioned it in this episode, um, Hunter's box club. We have a special edition working class bow hunter shirt. It's got Austin Chandler's double drop time buck, like European mounted with, with some tools in it. And it's got our logo. It, it's the coolest shirt we've ever had. It's exclusive through Hunter's box. And if you use code WCB at Hunter's box, you get it for the price of shipping, which is four ninety nine. You get that shirt and whatever else, uh, what other goodies are in this box. So, and that's just a, a box club. You get something cool, a douche t shirt every month. But our shirt, I think, is the most badass shirt we've ever done um, with this. So check it out. Code WCB. Go there, order the shirt, and it's four ninety nine. So I don't know how you can beat that. But yeah, um, Devin Leonard is the owner of that company. He was with us in Bear Camp. Great dude. Um, so it's nice to know there's good people behind a business you're supporting. At least that's how I look at it anyway. All right, I'm rambling. Hope you enjoy. All right, we are day one in Bear Camp in Wyoming. We are... Do we give away a location? We can give away a location. Oh, yeah. Because anybody can come and do this hunt. Yep. And maybe do it next year. Uh, we're near Alpine, Wyoming, and we are literally in a canvas wall tent right now with a wood-burning stove rocking. And this podcast, we kind of just have the recorder set in the middle of a uh, makeshift table. We're all sitting on coolers, having a cocktail. And I'm just going to do a roundtable. Uh, you know, Kurt Geyer, I'm old news. Ross Bigger here. Ty Glenn. Austin Chandler, and Danny Green, and we're all uh, hunting bears this week, man. It's gonna be awesome. So we we already did we've done a few podcasts, but we said, hey, we we gotta do day one podcast to kick it off. And this country for a bunch of flatlanders uh, is pretty pretty amazing, man. That's a whole new ball game. Ty, where it's, where are you from? I'm from Salt Lake, so I'm from the mountains, but 
you, you come out here, and it's the mountains I'm used to. I'm I'm in Salt Lake City, so there's you know huge metropolitan area, and we got the yeah. mountains right behind us, and and even me coming out here, it's. It's jaw dropping. You come yeah. out here because you're a ways from civilization. I yeah, mean, you're yeah. way out in the no world. cell phone service. How, I mean, how far of a drive from the nearest town? We were, we're uh, how hour long and a half, half? Hour and a half. Hour and a half. Dude, drive the podcast on trailer road? took a beating. <laughs> it would have been faster had we not had the trailer, but <laughs> but, but yeah, still, I mean, we're a ways up here. Hour and a half up into the mountains. Legitimate. From, in in the nearest town isn't a big town. It's no. a town of. Maybe 500 people. A little grocery store, a gas station, yep. and like a bank, basic necessities. But it's beautiful, yep. man. They're side by sides and four wheelers and yeah. dirt bikes pulling in and out. And we basically took a side by side trail up here. Yeah, yeah that's essentially did. what it was, yeah. Yeah, I, I had to stop and be like, okay, kick that thing into four wheel drive. <laughs> yeah, like, right. yeah, yeah. You don't want to get stopped here. Yeah, like, let's yeah. keep the momentum. For yeah. sure. No, man, it's cool up here. It's beautiful. It's. It's eye-opening for a bunch of Midwest boys, you know. Yeah. It's I've been in just a little sliver of Wyoming, but to get to actually sleep up here in this and experience this is nuts. Well, and even for me, like, I'm I'm used to the big mountains, but it's yeah. it's a humbling experience for me, too. I went and bought that Garmin inReach because yeah, yeah. I'm so far from cell service that... Let's talk about that inReach. Let's get into detail because I know I got one. You got one, like, the yep. day before I bought mine. Yep. So, go yeah, ahead. So, I came up here... And a couple times, so when we were, just to back up a little bit, when we were setting these barrels, kind of the protocol was I was in a Ranger side-by-side with tracks on it, and I had a trailer behind it, and I would I would load down with uh, load down with uh, bait and barrels, and I'd come up, and then I'd have a couple guys with me who were on uh, snowmobiles. We'd drive up the canyon, and then if you could imagine, like a pack train, we'd come up the canyon, and then they would load up the bait onto the snowmobiles and shoot up little side canyons, and yeah. then I'd continue up the canyon. Yeah. And I'd sit there for two, three hours at a time sometimes by myself, and yeah. we're 25 miles into the backcountry of Wyoming, zero yeah. cell service. Yeah, I'm you're like, not on your phone on Instagram scrolling. Yeah, there's zero cell service, and so I'm like, dude, if they roll a snowmobile and get stuck up there... And I don't hear from them, and then I spend the night on the mountain. Like I'm it's a, a real long problem. ways from home. It's a real and problem. And then I got to figure out how I'm going to get through the night, and then worry about also how I'm going to get them off the mountain. So, right. um, got to talking to buddies, and and that's when I came across that Garmin inReach the Mini, and so yeah. it's really cool. It Bluetooth links to your phone, and then you can send text messages to your wife or which is cool to whoever. And so, uh, yeah, that was a, a cool little find because now. Uh, more than anything, it's just keep my wife's mind at ease while I'm up in the back country. Right. I can send her text yep. messages just saying, hey, yep. how are the girls? How are you? What's going exactly. on? Exactly. Yep. That's why uh, my buddy, Jeremy Mayer, uh, Mayer, I, I always fuck his, I know him really well and I always mess <laughs> up his last name. Jeremy Mayer, he's from Buckstorm Productions, they're out of South Dakota. I hunted with him in Colorado and he had a Garmin in reach mm-hmm. and his daughter broke her arm while we were on that hunt, like, out there, no cell service. And his wife got in contact with him through that, and then he was able to, like, handle what he needed to handle. Well, he messaged me. He, I, you know, of course, anytime I do a Western hunt, he's one of the first dudes that I call. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm going on this hunt. Well, he messaged me, like, hey, man, you got a kid now. Like, you got to think about how if something happens to you or happens at home, like, you have to be able to be reaching. I guarantee you won't have service in Wyoming. So I'm like, oh, that's a good point. And, and Clint Casper rants and raves about them, how yeah. awesome they are. And a couple of my other buddies, Jake Powers has one. He was texting me when he was out in Colorado at the same time. 
when I had Surface, I was getting texts off his in reach. So I called my wife up. I'm like, hey, you know, Jeremy's, he, Jeremy offered to overnight his in reach to me just so I could use it. And I was going to play for the pay for the unlimited plan, which was like 60 bucks. And I was like, my wife, just, just go buy one. We're going to need it anyway. Like, you're going to do these hunts, and let's just get one. So That's a good friend right there. Going to overnight his in reach. He was. He was going to. And, and that's why I was like, man, I'll just run to like and a, a good wife and just tell you to go buy one. Well, you know, my my yeah. wife was the same thing. She's like yeah. the peace of mind. Same thing, knowing that if something happened with the girls, she could text right. me, or yeah. something happened to me, I could text her, and so she said the same thing. She said, yeah. just go buy one. Oh, that's an awesome well, yeah. thing to have here, especially, all, I mean, all of us. I mean, there's there's five of us sitting around here, all with wives, all with kids sitting around. We're all home. messaging off my <laughs> and we're all rolling yeah. off, off Kurt's well, It's a cool thing, you know, it's it's a tool that a lot of guys from Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin, Missouri, Indiana, that's our listening base, like, mm-hmm. primarily our listening base. Right. It's very rare when those guys need that for whitetail hunting. Now, there is places in Missouri. My wife was just, she does a lot of backpacking and camping with her friends. She just, that's her thing, you know. She just went camping in Missouri and had no service for a couple of days, like just none. And she's like, "Ah, I could use it here and there. Mm -hmm. And so it's just a tool. It's a good thing to have. Clint got his, I I think he said his for three or four years. And I compared, you bought yours brand new, right? Yep. And so did I. I compared mine to his that he's had for a few years, and it's the same thing. It's so simple, and, like, the updates are simple that it's not like an iPhone where it's going to go out of date in three yep. or four years. So 350 bucks, 300 bucks worth the investment. Yeah, it was the day the day after I bought mine, they went on sale on CamoFire.com, and it was $299. Oh, yeah. But three three fifty. It's working off of the Iridium satellite network, whatever the hell that is. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Something above me. Like, I don't know what it is, but I like it. Into the sky. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's a lot of times that I'm hunting back home, and I don't have service. I like to send my wife a pin where I set up my stand. Yeah, yep. And yep. if I don't have service, she doesn't know where I'm at. Yeah. Right. Well, that's what's cool. I just tell her I'm going down this highway. Dude, that's, so, that's what's so weird about yeah. today, though. Like, I, I look back at when I was a kid, and my dad would be... He'd tell my mom like, "Hey, we're gonna be gone. We'll be we'll be back Sunday, and you know, hopefully we'll be back Sunday, and maybe it'll be Monday. I don't know. And we'd be gone. And now with technology and the way phones are and everything like that, my wife, if I'm not back Sunday, she's gonna be shitting her pants. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Yep, right. And and so now sure. I'm able to send her a text message and be like, "Hey, you know, it, it took longer to get back to camp." Yeah, still going to be home tonight, but it's I don't have cell service. It's going to be four hours later, and so yeah, there's yeah. peace of mind for my wife, yeah. and so she's not jumping down my throat Call when I get it. home. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, Call it, the Coast Guard. It is a good tool. It's not like a text message where it's like your iPhone, where it's like bloop bloop back and forth. It takes. It might just be the spot we're at. It takes a little bit of time. Oh, oh Clint Casper's doing the podcast. It is. You have to sit the over feral here, Clint. Cat. Himself. You have to be on this side of the recorder so it picks you up good because we're doing the old XY attachment. Oh. Come on in, bud. Oh. Sit down, have a seat, get comfy. Oh. Clint Casper, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. I'll have to edit it and get a pause right there. <laughs> we're talking about the Garmin inReach for oh. this bear camp. and. Yeah, solid. So, uh, if you revert back to Clint's Colorado mule deer episode, where Clint almost hit the SOS button on his Garmin and Reach. Oh yeah. Oh, did you pull the ripcord? I was when I rolled my ankle and fell about forty foot and was at like thirteen eight and was trying to get up to about fourteen and 
It was in the dark. And I don't think I'd ever say this, Clint, but talk a little louder. I, uh, <laughs> I thought about it. Yeah, I, it hit my mind for a second. I was but kind of fucked did up. Did you? No. No, I pulled it together and was able to... Well, they offer, yeah. like, insurance plans. Did you see that when you got your... Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I think that's for if you hit the SOS button. Yeah. Yeah. That's for, like, mountaineering guys. That are good, like, sheep What's that cost for that so, SOS button, Clint? Ooh, I mean, it, if it's a situation that they don't want to cover, I mean, you can do oh, a couple grand. I wonder if health insurance would cover anything. Well, no, but what what are the what are the policies cost? Because if, if you pull... If you don't never, have I, the I insurance looked. and you hit the SOS, I, I it could know. be... 40, 50 grand yeah, yeah. helicopter. Oh, yeah. 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 So what does it cost to, to pay for the plan? I think, I, think on, I think on my plan, it's like five or six grand if it's like a, you know. Worst case scenario. Well, here's, here's yeah. what I do know. I looked it up on YouTube, like watching YouTube reviews on it. Because like anything, if I'm spending more than a hundred bucks, I'm like researching shit, you know, like oh, see yeah. what it is. And there was a guy did a review. So the SOS button's behind, well, I got it on here in my pocket right now. The SOS button is behind a little like, like latch door yeah. covered case. Yeah. You gotta want to push it. Yeah, like, you gotta want to yeah. push it. But then once you push it, I think it beeps an alarm, and yep. you have 15 seconds to press and hold it to cancel it. Like if yeah. it accidentally happened. Yep. yep. But the guy in the review, he, yeah. I think he they was make like a it big to where if you like if you're gonna use it, they want to make sure you want to use it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, he That's said good. that a lot of like first responders hate these things because. You know, you better have like a broken leg or. Well, that's that's why I was yeah, like I was trying to figure out how bad my ankle was. Like I ripped my whole ass out of my pants, was bleeding. Well, sometimes it's hard to gauge like the yeah. the danger of a situation with the adrenaline. I was just, my biggest thing was it was in the dark. A big storm was rolling in. I'm at high elevation. It lightning's bad. Like I, I'm not scared of bears. I'm not scared of fucking wolves and mountain lions. I don't like lightning. Because well, <laughs> I mean, I just I just don't because lightning lightning is scary when you're above timber. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's touching yeah. anything that's close. And, and Colorado is so electric, and you're hunting high country mule deer. So I mean, you're above timberline the whole fucking hunt, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, just, and and in the situation I was in, now I got a bum ankle. I I need to get back to camp, which is four and a half miles on a fucked up ankle. I, you know, I started this whole deal. I started stocking my bucket one o'clock in the afternoon. I got back to camp at four a.m. It was like three fifty. Damn, you know, damn near four a.m. Right. So, and I was hoping to be back by midnight at the latest, knowing the storm was going to roll in between 11 and 1 is what my in-reach weather was telling me. So, right. I had to ride a storm out. Which I haven't know. used then, in-reach weather on So, the, with on the, the weather, slick. the way I found out today, the way that that works is it charges you as a message. Oh, it does. So, if you request weather, it just charges you as a message. Even so, if you have unlimited data. No, but if you have unlimited, it doesn't, it's it doesn't, not going to charge you as a message. You're just getting... Which, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there's some plans below. So, the unlimited messaging, it's like, what? 65, 65, 65 bucks. 65, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. They have some plans below that where you can pay for like 100 messages or yeah. 200 messages. Yeah. yeah, per yeah, month. But you only... you only, like, like, I'll but turn it off as soon as I get back home. So I'll only pay like when I want to use it. And I'll turn it back on right before I leave Colorado so in August. He'll shut it off when he gets back home. It's only going to charge him for the month of May. May. Yep. I'll pay yep. stop sixty-five bucks one time. Yeah, that's but, unlimited too. So as many as you want. Oh yeah, you, you yeah. can have a conversation yeah. all day long if you want. With but he could do a hundred messages for the month of May for I don't know. I'm totally guessing remember. here. Twenty-five bucks, whatever. Yeah, I think it was like. 20 yeah, and then and then anything extra is like. I mean, I. I kind of like, you know, I'm bad at math because I'm just a white trash hunter um, like that. <laughs> um, 
it added, it would add up, you know, like for the week. I'm like, for I don't sure. know what could happen. Like, I might as well just spend. You're the better off bucks. to spend. You're, in the, the long run, you're better off to spend the money and do the sixty. Yeah. Sum. The way I looked at it, I'm like the way my wife messages me, like we're, I'm just gonna buy the sixty five. Yeah. Well, you know, I knew that I was gonna utilize it for Ross and Austin's wife and Danny. We texted your old lady, so now I got all your old lady's numbers. So right, jokes so on you. Four of them. <laughs> yeah, I knew, I knew there was a reason he bought. Yeah, it was a turn three fifty. Too bad you can't send pictures on these uh, Garmin injuries. Mm. We're, not, we're not even going to start that. <laughs> Mine can. What's up, Brittany, man? Sam, Sam sent me a picture. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Sweet girl. How um, this guy? But anyway, this guy. This guy. Come <laughs> and trash this podcast. Feral cat. But, yeah, <laughs> feral, man. No, we, I mean, we're talking about Bear Camp, right? And we got a little off yes, on sir. the inReach, but that's a, an important tool. I, I want to know, like... Uh, being a guy who's from the western United States, you know, I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. This is, like, fairly normal to me being in big mm-hmm. mountains like this. What is what is your guys' thoughts driving into this, like, seeing all of this? I'll let you go, Ross, because you've never seen, like, western mountains. Yeah, like I'll tell you here. what, this is crazy. We we drove, and we drove, and we drove, and it was just like, man. How, how many hours? It was 19. 20. Well, well, I, I, checked, I, checked my, I checked my trip. Uh, I set the trip when I left my driveway, and I think we're at like 1,400 to get here. 1,400 miles. 1,400 miles, and it felt like we were just driving forever. Yeah, but, but I then don't... we got to the point where it was like, well, okay, now we're going to turn left, and then it's all downhill. And we went downhill for a long time. We got right in the middle of these mountains and just kept going down, like through these weaving hard corners. And the river's running hard and banking and rapids and everything. I'm snake like, River man. right there. Oh, yeah. yeah, Snake Coming River. Coming down through Jackson and down yeah. the Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like, but it felt like we went downhill for like an hour and a half. I mean, it was like hard <laughs> downhill. Big country, too, huh? Yeah, yeah. huge. That's what I sounds like the sky's yeah. bigger out like, here. Like, you, you get <laughs> yeah. to the bottom oh, yeah. and see it these is. rapids hitting this corner, and you'll look straight You're up. like, how's the mountain there? Like, yeah. that yeah. river's running so it's hard. straight up. It's cool, this country, for... Our Midwest listeners have never like been out here and deep in this stuff. It's just so appealing for me personally. Like I look at it, it's like there's so much mystery. There's it's just you realize how little you are in this world. Yep. And I don't really we're used to the Midwest, right? In the fields, and it's kind of just fairly basic terrain. Then you come out here and you're like, man, you can find yourself in some trouble real fast. I felt like we had some big hills at home, but man, I tell you what, there ain't no way. What this no, takes me back to, as crazy as it sounds, I've been listening to a lot of books on tape, uh, like uh, audible books about like Indians. Yeah. And this takes me back on just knowing we're in the territory of Indians. Yeah. Just like, yeah. We talked about that we a did. We, we did. We did. A lot. Thinking about, we talked like, about that a lot. Yeah. Like you're in such big country and then when like you guys will see when we get you on horses oh, like man. riding through some of this country and you'll be riding you'll be five miles deep off like any dirt road and you're just riding through the, the and the crazy thing is uh when you're on horseback and you're coming through some of this country when when we pull you guys out of bear baits yeah we'll be coming out and the horses don't always react well to headlamps so you're coming out of this timbered country with no headlamps pitch black on horseback and the horses they can see pretty good at night really i, I was gonna ask that but yeah. but we can't yeah so you're riding on a like totally dark just riding on horseback and you can just hear the subtle 
clicking of the horse's <laughs> feet on the on the trail or right. hooves, whatever. Yeah. And just thinking like the pioneers or whoever were out here last, knowing that Indians Oh, I don't dude. know. It, it, it's cool. it's crazy. That, like knowing thing. Indians are out there. If it yeah, like... knowing Indians are out there or whatever, and and just knowing more about like because uh, I've been listening to some of these. It's pretty sweet. I need to get on. Tips, you get like, the Comanches were total savages. Really? Dude. Oh yeah. I need to yeah. learn more about that stuff. It's so interesting. We man. were talking about these movies and like Last of the Dogmen. And That's a good watch, movie. Like, Last of the Mohicans. I need to watch this. Last of the Wolves. Dance of the Wolves. Yeah. Last of the Mohicans is a good one. Yep. I haven't seen you any watch of these movies. movies. I gotta watch I'm them. telling you. Dude, Last so of the So when you're walking through these good. deep woods or these huge mountains. Just knowing you're in Indian country. Yeah, it's just like horseback and man. stuff's just running through your head. Dude, think like, about how hard life had to have been oh, back then. Dude. If you lived in mid-20s, you were old. Yeah, you were old, yeah. You were ancient. It's you hit scary. 30, it was probably like a fucking miracle. Well, I mean... <laughs> like, right now, I'd be old as shit. It's gonna be 32. Think about I mean, literally. Right, right. Is that all? No. You... But think about, like... The... So, it's just so, so this book, Empire of the Summer Moon, that's the one I listened to. Mm-hmm. Long-ass book. <laughs> but it, it was like 15 hours, but it was about the Comanches. Mm-hmm. And specifically, oh, this cool. terrain, dude, yeah. they were... Like, that shit, you're, you're riding, like, if you guys had listened to that, you're coming out, and you're on horseback, you're riding out of these canyons, and it's, the sun's already <laughs> set, it's dark outside, you're riding out on horseback, and you're just hearing the subtle clack of the hooves, and thinking of that book, and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, this is real. <laughs> I need to listen to that. And we're in Comanche country, dude. Like, yeah. It's crazy to think about. Like all the history that's out here. All of a sudden, you hear that all war, the history. You hear that war cry. It'd be fucking. <laughs> and, and on top of that, knowing we're in country that's you know we're in we're in grizzly country, we're in wolf country, right? And that's lions. a big deal for mid or for Midwestern people. For us, lions it's like, oh yeah, I'm going to Wyoming to hunt bears. Oh, with a gun? No, with a bow. Oh, what are you taking for a side on? Dude. There's all so many questions. Like, there's, there's wolves out there. There's grizzlies out there. What yeah. happens if it want? You know what I mean? Like, My there's stuff that we're not accustomed to. I'm not using a gun. Oh, yeah, really? like, you should be using a gun to do that, you know, dude. And the <laughs> other thing is, when I killed my bear last year, I killed it with a bow, and everybody, when I told them I killed it with a the bow, they were like, "What? Yeah, you right. killed a bear with your bow?" And it was like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in the hunting community, I think we're kind of, I'm not dumbed down to it, but we're, it's like fairly common. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and all our listeners know, I mean, but assuming that if I, this, if non hunters listen to this podcast, they'd be like, like my family at home is probably, you know, my dad hunts, but like, all right, my wife's family will say that. Damn, you're going bear hunting for, or, you know, you're going bow hunting for bears in the mountains of Wyoming. Holy shit, that's nuts. Dude, well, it, it, which it is, is cool. It in is a nuts. way, it is, it is nuts. nuts. Yeah, it's yeah. if you step back from like an outsider's yeah. perspective, the big like is, this it is, is nuts. crazy. Yeah. yeah, but but you get down into the rabbit hole of a bow hunter, and you're like, yeah, this is it's just this what is we legit. do. Yeah, a common thing of a bow hunter's mindset. Like this is shit we think about all the time. Yep. You know, this is the type of stuff that, like, I mean, fuck, all the way over here, 19 hour drive, roughly. You know, maybe I don't know, give or take an hour. Um, we, we talked about all the western hunts we want to do, and Clint's done the most western hunts out of all of us. We're talking to him about like, oh, dude, what you know, what experience have you done here? Oh, I want to do this. What points are you building in this unit or this state? And so, building, building up for future hunts so we can keep doing these adventure type. Yeah. I, I right. consider this an adventure hunt. 
Well, and that, oh, that, that too, but yeah. it was awesome because we were sitting here talking about we're, like us being flatland Midwesters. We're, we're rolling out here, and Austin's like, oh, yeah, we've been here. Oh, yeah, I've been here. I mean, he's he's been out here yeah, you've been quite a bit. A lot of places in Idaho. Yeah, I've been here and there. Not not anything like what Clint's been through, but yeah. I've, I've got to see a few western states, and it's just, I don't know, I got to cut my teeth on it early when I was 14, and... It's, the mountains have a special place in my heart, so I get to come out here and look at the big hills and be nestled in this great big basin. And it's, yeah. I don't know, it gets me jacked up, brings me back to the old days. Yeah. Well, dude, even for me, I'm I'm from Utah. I'm used to hunting big country, and I come out here, and you're just so far from civilization that you're, like, even I'm like, this is this is a lot like home. The mountains are the same size. It's Everything's the same hour, size, yeah. but I'm so far from people that I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the Wasatch Front yeah, where I'm used Front. to hunting. Well, you can see lights. You can see the towns. It's big country, but you get in there, and I know that I'm only, you know. When you got cell phone service everywhere. I'm an hour hike and a 30-minute drive, and here I'm yeah. like, I'm an hour hike and a four-hour drive. Like, this yeah. is... Yeah. The other spot has a little Big bit of blanket oh, like of security the there. Yeah, there's yeah. a blanket there. Oh, and I have cell phones. I was going to say, yeah, I can, I can be on the front and damn near call you anywhere and be like, hey, you know, like. Yep. Well, yeah. going into a camp like this, I'd say it was nice to have Clint and Austin that have been out here and yeah. seen these hills and everything and, and say, you know, hey, we've been here. Hey, we've done that. This is what you should see. Uh, you know, all that. It just yeah. it helps guys that haven't been out here. You know. Well, especially first people we meet up is Ty and, and Easton, and you good people right out the gate. So you're not like, you, you know what I mean? It with you're with good people you can trust. You feel like you got trust in them. They know the area that like you guys have done this before. It's especially for somebody. I keep going back to that, and I don't mean to do that, but it's just new for all of us to a point. You know, we have experiences here and there, but you don't know what to expect. When you're coming out here, it could we could get here and it could be like ah shit, what are we getting into? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it wasn't that. Like but this is going to be a lot going fun. into you know our our uh, I guess our reaction to rolling into this camp, man, it's freaking awesome. Like it's yeah. these tents are set up. Like we got a, a line of wall a kitchen. Tents. Yeah, a line of wall tents. We got a, a cookhouse right right next door. Yeah, and lake right down below. Right down, yeah, yeah, lake right down below. We got it's it's awesome. Horse, like horses up. This is legit. You yeah, guys put a lot of work in yeah. up here. So, yeah, and our dinner tonight was awesome. Yeah, yeah. good food, drinks with good people, man. Yeah, it, it, and it's we feel safe. So yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Yeah. I mean that does that plays a, a lot, and but no, man. I mean this is cool. I, I'm pumped. First bear hunt ever. Like I. I probably beat this to death already but i've never seen a bear in the wild I haven't yet so gonna i'm gonna be awesome i mean i'm gonna probably shit my pants right like anybody that, who hasn't seen a bear in the wild especially yeah. if he's at 20 yards yeah, there's there's literally nothing like it when yeah. you see your first bear come yeah. in and you're gonna be like holy shit yeah, really that, oh, this yeah. is like, nuts like yeah. this is insane yeah. <laughs> it's i i can't even put a finger on it it's gonna be crazy you're gonna yeah Yep. It's an experience, though. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a major predator that, you know, in the grand scheme of things, could rip your fucking face off if, if yeah. you know, if it had to. Like, if that was the, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's... it's. Oh, it wants to kill... Uh, you yeah. Know, it's just, uh, yeah. You know, like, I'm back home, 
You see a bobcat, you <laughs> see a coyote, you see a fox. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. I stand a better chance. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm there. I could fuck a coyote up. Just I've been in and around. <laughs> For sure. For the record. For sure. Between deer hunting and coon hunting, I've been around coyotes a lot. And I mean, I've never once been like. Uh, I've never been scared of a coyote. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm afraid. People like, in Illinois, I swear, you walk through the woods in the dark with coyotes, I'm like, holy shit. Have yeah, you never I've, been in the woods? I've never been afraid of that. I've yeah. ne- has that ever crossed your mind, ever, the whole time? Well, when you live in the timber every night, you just hear him howling on the walk down. I mean, it's just, yeah. you get used that's to it. That's not a thing that's, that happens. That's pretty normal. Has it ever home. happened? What's that? You get packing somebody? Be, yeah, Illinois. No. You get to be the same way with black bears. You yep. get to the point where you're like, Get no out of here! Deal. Like I'm no big deal. You yeah. hike out. Like I, I got unless you point. accidentally trip over a cub and actually kick it. And yeah. yeah. And now, now you're screwed. <laughs> At that point, Mama is coming. Yeah. yeah. I got to the point. I and started, she will be pissed. <laughs> I started out with the sidearm, and like I th- my first year hunting black bears, I started out with the sidearm and was like always on alert. And I'd come down in the dark and be all worried. And it got to the point where I was. Dude, I haven't had a sidearm on me in years. I hear that a lot. But there is a level of respect where you know that if they wanted to, you're... Yeah. You need to respect them for sure. Yeah. And and be aware of situations, but... Yeah. I got begged to take my sidearm on this trip. And I, I just, I wasn't going to bring because I don't want to fucking carry it, honestly. I just don't want to have to. That's why I trip. stopped carrying one. Yeah. I was like, it's a pain too. Yeah, it's like, Me too. <laughs> the thing is, they're though. Heavy, they're pulling on my pants. Like, the one smack from one of these yeah, The I one mean, time you need it, it you're going to be like, God oh, yeah. damn it, I wish I had that. Did you guys on. see that guy on uh, Instagram? He got a face roll on last Okay. These are the kinds of conversations you need to have the night before you go bear hunting. Exactly. So I didn't there was there was a whole podcast on the story. What podcast? People I I don't know, Devin was telling me about it. There's a whole podcast on the story, but basically what I got out of it was there was a den. The dad, this like sixty year old man, went to look in the den okay, seventy seven, went to look in the den, the sun's like up above the den. And he started yelling, the bear's coming for me. Basically, the the bear charged out, grizzly bear up in Alaska, and mauled this guy. And while he was mauling him, the sun came out, shot the bear a couple... He shot four times, I think. This bear literally scalped this guy's face. You could see his face was literally drooping below. <sighs> literally, it looked like a skeleton, and his, his skin was all this hanging down below. a grizzly, not a black bear. And the dad... Has the He's wherewithal talking. had the wherewithal to be like, we need to remain calm in this situation. Get some video of this. We need to get back to camp. Holy so God. they rode twenty five miles on snowmobiles, and in in the pictures you see this guy's face drooping down, dead giant grizzly bear at the snowmobile. So it died at the snowmobile. Holy fuck! They ride twenty five miles back down to the cabin. It was a total of five and a half hours before he made it to How the hospital. How did that bleed to death? You look at the face, it's beyond me how he made it. I don't know. And he... Uh, did you get to see it? He like saw the picture on Instagram or something. Yeah. He's like just yeah. Sitting it was on the, unreal. He's just sitting on the snowmobile. Like, he like yep. guided the helicopter pilots to the hospital because apparently there was a big controversy with the son that uh, ended up shooting that bear off of him. 
something about he was in the hospital and they weren't giving him the medicine. He's probably he, in the psych ward for freaking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this happened before though. It was oh. it was a big weird deal. Wow. Well, I mean, Jesus, can you imagine that? I don't know, man. I would just ball up. And, uh, you know, besides, yeah, it's just one of those things, man. You get, you get stuck in that situation. You don't know what you're doing. I mean, Dude. your adrenaline kicks in. You have no idea what's yep. going on. This Fire bear flight. is obviously just Well, you see those videos of... I love that we're talking about this. You see those <laughs> videos of, like people getting attacked. Uh, there was a video I saw um, in the OGs group that we have, the working class group. Uh, Doug said of that dude that gets attacked by that Jaguar. Oh, yeah. He's filming the, this river. He's, like, in the Amazon, and he's got the selfie mode on, and then he, like, films behind him, then the camera goes down, and they replay it in slow motion. There's a Jaguar right behind him, like... And they show, like, pictures of them laying in a hospital bed, just slit. Like, the whole back just lacerations like you'd never imagine you could have. But it's, you know, stuff like that. Dude, like a tiger. Like, Tiger King was the worst thing that could probably happened for Carol tigers. But Carol Baskin. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I, lo- I love it, though. But a tiger is a horrifying animal. Oh, that God. thing exists somewhere. Have you seen the, the videos of people, like, on... Uh... There's a ton of videos of people like riding the little mopeds through India, and the tiger jumps out of the trees and yeah. starts chasing the moped, and they're hauling it. <laughs> you see that one where they're in China or they're somewhere on China. like a game preserve? China. China. That might not have been China. Asia somewhere. Same difference. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is a joke. Everybody sell down. All I could. <laughs> That's a go back and put a turkey gobble over that one. Ha ha ha. There's like a guy, a uh, guy and his girlfriend get in an argument. And they're on like a game, not a game preserve. I don't know the right term, but it's like a drive-through zoo thing. And they get in an argument, and she gets out of the car and like walks around the other side. Of the oh, car, I've seen this. And yeah. This tiger, tiger runs up and jacks her and takes off with yep, her. Yep. Gone. Like five seconds. She was outside the car. Tiger gone. But you know, I heard he ran out of the car. And kind of like, you can tell he's hesitating because what the fuck do you do? The tiger let go of her and got him and killed him. And she lived. No shit. Mm-hmm. Wow. Dude, there's like Bobby a Dark. crazy Bobby high. Bobby go to hell. Bobby go to hell. <laughs> crazy high amount of people that get jacked in like India from tigers. Well, yeah, man. Jeez. They fun hunt is what I heard. They need to control the numbers. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thrill. It's a thrill thing. I heard that. I heard that wolves fun hunt too. Yeah, all fuck yeah, they do. Red wolves down in like New Mexico, Arizona area, dude. Yeah, they'll kill everywhere. cattle, kill sheep, kill just just for thrill, thrill kill. For I've sport. heard they do that with elk too. Oh yeah, they oh, yeah. just go wipe them out and keep moving. Well, and they'll they'll train their little cubs too. Mm-hmm. Pups, really? Just they'll to... train them like, hey, this is how you're gonna. Kill. It's turned into yeah, a well, hell of a lot of killing, but. And attacks, but honestly, I mean, have respect for wildlife, man. You do. You gotta have it. That's what it boils down to. I mean, but you know, we are bow hunting black bears. Like it kind of gets stuck. Like you said, you kind of get a numbness to some of it a little bit. But yep. you're I still mean, on guard, though. I mean, I mean, how often does somebody get mauled by a black bear? Well, I mean, you really. I mean, if it happens, up. I'm sure. But you um, got to trip over that cub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trip over a cub, you're done. You're done. <laughs> well, um, don't trip over a cub. <laughs> a guy we know, he runs the Fall po- Podcast. Aaron Blisey, he uh, he's the field producer, and I think one of the main producers for the Kiefer Brothers. And he's like, well, I've hunted brown bear or grit. Well, he's been around brown bears in Alaska and black bears because what I've learned, he's been charged by both. And what I've heard is that grizzlies will maul you and play with you before they kill you, and he goes, black bears will just kill you. 
So I'm like, oh, sick, dude, thanks. That's exciting. Typically, yeah. they're more aggressive. <laughs> fun fact. Yeah, fun fact. <laughs> nice, nice little tidbit you had in there. Oh, we're up here in Barry. Yeah, that's fun fact. <laughs> oh, nice. All right. I'll tell my wife that one. But... No, I'm excited, man. Just thank God our wives aren't going to be able to hear this until after we're back home. <laughs> right. yeah. No kidding. No kidding. I have a, I sent the presets in my Garmin. I'm just like, I'm safe. We're back at camp. I'll text you again when I can. Like, yep. send that and call it a day. So we were getting some texts back. It was nice. Yep. Good times, man. Well, I'm excited. We uh, There's a long week ahead, but a good fun week. I think it's going to be a lot, of, a lot of fun. Hopefully you get some bears down and... I'm a little ner- I'm, I'm a little nervous about the horse ride. I can't lie. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward. I am looking forward to it. But you'll, you'll enjoy it. It's fun. It's just going to be the initial like ten minutes of like, all right, this is what we're okay. Well, if we- I can't have a spotlight on on the way back, that's going to be kind of sketchy. It's it's going to be. That's the most trippy part of it all is coming back on the horses in the dark because the horses they know where they know where home is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're coming out on horseback, pitch black. Not knowing where the fuck you're going. Not knowing. And so my only piece of advice is just kind of keep your head down a little bit low so that tree branches yeah. and shit aren't catching the eyes or whatever. But right. yeah, they, Trust the horse, pretty much. I'm just going to yeah. kick my horse and close my eyes. And hopefully I'll wind up here. Kick Sorry, it really hard. <laughs> yeah. They know where camp is, so it's, it is it is a wild experience, though, coming back on horseback in the dark. <laughs> I bet, man. That's cool. and, and it's dead silent outside. I mean, all you're hearing is the the, the subtle clicking of the hooves coming through yeah. timber and deadfall and and everything <laughs> else. So it's it's gonna be an adventure, man. That's gonna be fun. It'd be one of those things to talk about for a long time. I'm jacked because Trey gave me the fucking green light. I can go run and gun, glass, spot stock. I'm you doing fine. that tomorrow morning? I think tomorrow I'm gonna go check a few spots. And just kind of get an idea of what I, where I can go and stay away from baits and stuff. But, yeah, yeah I'm pumped right. for that. That's cool. Well, and there's that. a ton of game to see, too. So, my uh, first weekend up here, I saw mountain goat, elk, deer, antelope. Orgy. Oh, I'm about to join. Classic. <laughs> mountain goat, elk, deer, antelope, and... I didn't see a bear that day, but no, all in one day, it was like, holy shit. Such like, a variety out here. Such a variety. You we know what we got, Illinois? We've at least 500 antelope. Oh, the easy, easy. We got turkey, <laughs> and we got deer. Yeah. What you it's want? Which one? Coyotes. <laughs> we got coyotes. Yeah, but yeah, like, I don't... I don't know. I don't know if they're considered, like, a game animal. And we got wolves. They're, I mean, you... Um, you got a possibility. They seen fresh tracks up there, so there's a possibility of seeing wolves. I don't think I've ever coyote. got to see a wolf in real life. Oh, I've had him right underneath me. I got to see, see a lot of predators. A wolf is one of my bucket list things. Like, really? like a black wolf. Like I think that almost that almost topped my list. Really? I don't know why, but really? something I'm into, I guess. Maybe one of those things. Like uh, if one came through, I was like, oh, look at that! It's a wolf. Then, yeah, then it would be on my bucket list. But it's not something that's in my... I don't know, my bucket list, I try... Like, what... How long is a bucket list? How many animals? What's, what's every, on the top every, of your bucket every list? Every one of them. Yeah, we uh, talked about this earlier. Tom Miranda's bucket list. That's mine. What's the top three? <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Elk top number three. one. Elk? Okay. Yeah. Elk number one. Um, big mule deer with a bow, number two. Okay. Well, okay, I, so, okay, moose is probably number one, but in my head, I don't feel like it's realistic right now. 
one day it will be. Yeah. But right now I'm kind of like, one day I'll do the moose hunt. And I know you guys have got a moose hunt plan, Ross and Austin do. But right now in my head, as of like, in times that I'm going for in the next few years, yeah. elk with a bow, big mule deer with a bow, um, black bear is, is in there. Um, that's that's what I'm focused on now. Okay. Ross? I, I'm going to go moose, elk, caribou, big muley. Caribou's a good one. Um, actually, um, shoot. Now, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I'm drawing a blank here. <sighs> We've had a long couple of days. It's been a long, 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 long These guys night. are on no sleep. <laughs> are you thinking about stag? No. Stag, yeah, would, be cool. stag would be awesome, but that's unrealistic for me. I mean, that's, that's my like number one. $30,000. Stag is? Brad Stag's my number one. No and then Moose is number two. Yeah. And then number three? Tatanka would be pretty sweet. Probably a big velvet muley. Okay. Well, what would you say? I said Tatanka would be pretty sweet. I don't even know what you're talking about. Buffalo. 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 Oh. Get you Tatanka. Oh. Dancing um, Bulls. Oh. Dancing I gotta watch Bulls. it. I gotta See? watch that. Okay. Uh, what's that? What's that? Big muskox. Yeah, what's muskox. Is muskox are sweet. Yeah. Muskox. Clint, what you, what's yours? <clears throat> well, Ty, what's uh, yours first? We're going to round table. Mine? Yeah, you're asking the question. You're doing a great job, but I gotta ask you. <laughs> uh... Sheep is probably at the top. Ooh, of that's a good yeah, one, and, and probably partially because I come from like a big mountainous area. That's that seems like big country to me, but like yeah. the dream hunt would be horseback into the whole ambiance of a sheep hunt, where you're flying into a remote location, and then you're getting into a float plane, right? Flying even further into remote location, and then riding horseback. And then being 14 days in the backcountry. Yep. That would be cool. Of a sheep hunt, like a, a doll sheep. Um, uh, Mexico mule deer, it, it's just... Dude, I'm a mule cool. deer guy, so desert cool. muleys down in Mexico, down in Sonora. That's, you know, they're killing some giants down there these days. So that's probably on the top. And then um, number three is probably a whitetail. I've never killed no a whitetail. No kidding. Out here. So we, we don't hear that. A, a mind blower for help. your... <laughs> well, we'll the, I'm going to help you with that. Well, we'll have to conversate, yeah, with, between everybody. Yes, so I, I'd say everybody sitting at this table might be able to help you out. <laughs> yeah. I'd say we can get so, down a whitetail. I mean, sooner or later we can figure something out. A whitetail is probably... Well, you're, you supposed, you're supposed to come out to my place this fall if, if you can fit it in with Jason yep. and Dallas. That'd be cool, yeah, man. So whitetail is probably... It's, it's right up there in the top three. Well, you got Missouri, you got Ohio, and you got three boys from Illinois. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know if it gets any better than, than that. <laughs> I don't think tail. it does. Buying the tags could get expensive, but you could get three whitetails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could do some work in a, in a season and, and have some Yeah, I mean, that's cool. I like hearing that. I do. Yep. Cause you, I, dude, I think there's a lot, of, a lot of Western guys that... I think there's a shitload of Western guys that are mule deer... You know, everybody wants what they can't have. Yeah, yeah. Whether it's women or <laughs> money, hunting animals, cars, like people cars. want what they can't have. So, um, a lot of these mule deer guys, they, they have it on their bucket list to kill a whitetail. That, that makes sense. Top of my, one of the top of my list. Yep, for so. sure. Clint, yeah, what's yours? Yeah. What's your number one right now? Uh, Rocky Mountain Bighorn or Mountain Goat, one and two. So, really? sheep because and goat. Just because they live in the fucking gnar, yeah, I mean, yeah. You're, you are living in the gnarliest of the gnarly, 
Yeah, where um, nobody wants to go. And, Whenever I hear like shoot country, I think like and with a bow. Fuck. I mean, I it's just there's so much that goes into it. I mean, there's there could be times where you've got the perfect shot, but it falls off a cliff and you, <clears> have, <throat> it, you can't get it out. I mean, it's, there's so many variables of just right. It's got to all work out. It's, it, it's just, just yeah. It's just it'd be a hunt that there's a guy if you're interested in sheep. Uh, Dustin Rowe, yeah. R O E. Oh yeah, you gotta follow yeah. Dustin Rowe on yeah. Instagram. He's okay. he's yeah. a sheep outfitter up in like. Is that the dude that was guiding like Tom Miranda? That's a dude I always think of. He always wore the big like uh, skunk well, hat. D- Dustin Rowe's guided Miranda, but he's younger. Yeah, this dude he's I thought young, was a younger dude, guy. You, you follow his page and you totally suck in. If like, you follow uh, Sitka at all, he's on there all. His shots, okay. his photography, and stuff. I mean, his shots are. You just get the feel for sheep hunting. Yeah, you, you oh, know really? what it's all about. Yeah. He's got maybe sheep and goats. One he went on two. a kick for a while where he was posting all these kill shots, and you're just like looking at oh, the country, yeah. and you're like, Holy crazy, hell. just insane, like, insane shit. You're just in just giant country, like way above timberline. What's it take to draw a tag for one of those? I mean, it depends what state, oh, I'm, right? I'm building in multiple states. 20 years? It just well, depends now. Colorado archery, honestly, you can get one for I know guys that you can't draw a tag until after you've applied for four years. I know guys that have drawn on their fourth or fifth year. And got yeah, with, with, or, archery, or tag, with just, archery tag. If you want to pay money, you're looking at yeah. 20, 25 grand for a doll sheep. That's the, the cheapest of the sheep. And then for... Uh, Rocky Mountains probably, and I could be totally wrong here, but Rocky Mountains probably the next. Yeah, it is. You know, you're probably around 30, 40 30, grand. What are the sheep tags you always see that go for like 300,000? Oh, well, these those are like are governor, governor tags. Governor. Yeah, but. You can go anywhere you want in the state. Desert now. sheep is yeah. historically like the most, most expensive. expensive. So you, yeah. you go like doll, really? Rocky Mountain bighorn, stone sheep, and then yeah, desert. Then desert. Desert's typically the most expensive. and, and Is that considered a grand slam? Yeah, those four. Yep, sheep slam. You're a bad motherfucker if you got a sheep slam. You're yeah, a rich, and a lot. You're a rich yeah. motherfucker. You're, a rich, yeah, motherfucker. you're not a rich. You're not a rich guy necessarily. There's a lot of guys you can will your way into it. So there's a lot of guys that are, dude. There's so many of the there's these sheep foundations where you can put into these put lottery in. tags yeah. and like buy these five dollar raffle tickets yeah. and put in for them. I put in. Yeah. I put in. You can be applying for all these different western states. You can be applying for these tags, yeah. and so there's yeah. a lot of ways to. Lottery draws to kind of work your cool, way man. around it, but for the most part, yeah, it is a, it is a rich man sport where you're paying yeah. a ton of money for these, and you know you've got doll sheep, which is the cheapest at twenty five grand, and then you go to Rocky Mountain Bighorn, and then you go to Stone, Stone sheep, sheep, and then deserts, yeah. which are you know you're sixty to eighty grand for a desert sheep. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, and, yeah, and you're going down to Mexico, or right. I, I think mean, Tom Miranda did that Mexico, three times. Utah, the last animal in his slam, and that's whatever. like, and that's guided. I mean, that's yeah. that's your, you know. Well, if you drop that kind of money, I would want it guided one thousand percent. Pay that sure. amount of money, yeah. You want to yeah, know that you're coming home with the desert right. sheep. You don't have time to like. But the well, funny thing is, you look at the statistics of people that are paying for these doll sheep's or. Rocky Mountain Bighorn or Stone Sheeps. Yeah. Go look at the statistics. You better make sure you're going with an outfitter that high, has high odds because a lot of them are going and not killing on their first or second trip. They're killing on their third trip. And, right. you know, outfitters will do discounted odds. And see, like, my deal return. is I don't yep. want, I don't know outfitter. I want to go. Yeah. I get the appeal. I get the appeal. I get the appeal. 
So third, it's going to be like third an open. would be uh, would be a big uh, be a uh, sixty five plus Yukon big fucking moose. Yeah, yeah, moose is moose caribou is a good one up there. Well, yeah. well, why the sheep thing? And then I want to get to you guys about your uh, top top bucket list hunts. How long? I mean, how are you ever too old to do a sheep hunt because of the? I mean, I, there is an age limit on I think that, it just depends on how bad you want it. I mean, if you're, if you, you right. know, I mean, if yeah, you're, true. If it, you, it depends on the sheep. So desert, right. I see older guys killing desert sheep. Yep. Easier than, than you know, you kill the, stone yep. or doll sheep. There probably is a shelf life. Oh yeah, I yeah. don't know what it is, but you well, know. dude, even even like you go to Montana, go hunt some of them giant bighorns up in the Nar. I mean, fuck. They just Dude, live up in the you're, fucking... You're living on legends. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're living on crevices. They're above Timberline. Yeah. And That's why you don't see them. <laughs> right. Yeah, yep. The gnarly... You know, and same with Mountain Goat. I mean, it's it's not that it's hard to kill them. It's right. just hard to live up there. Hard and, to get and, where and they're get, at. Yeah, go to where they are. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I've been in Colorado. And, and it glass. depends on what you're hunting with, too. Bow or rifle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's see, what, like, that's what my changes whole game. the whole thing is the archery. Oh, thing. that's you're, thing, yeah. you're going after those things with stick and string. Yep. That's that's two totally different sports. For sure. Yep. Well, so you got red stag at the top of your list, huh? That'd be my number one just that's because good. I love antlers. And in my opinion, you can't get gnarlier antlers than a big red stag, a 400-inch red stag. <laughs> Dude, it's like Joe Rogan says. Oh, it's a horse... With yeah, freaking trees, trees growing, growing out. Of yeah, yeah. To, me, to me, it reminds me of an elk, but with a humongous whitetail's non-typical characteristics. Like you get yeah, that mass and that girth yeah. and that character, and they're just their antlers are wild. And that's now, remember, Austin's killed a three hundred and fifty inch bull, so he's not not three fifty. No, okay. He probably net like three hundred, <laughs> okay. but he was a good bull. But uh, really good that, bull. That'd be my number one, and then. Moose, obviously, big antlers again, enormous paddles, just huge animals, yep. and the environment they live in is just, yeah. I yep. want to see a lot of Rugged and rough, you got to be yep. tough. So we're doing that one next year, yep. and then a big velvet muley, like a big yep. 170s plus velvet muley. Um, Let me get you out to Utah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm building points for Utah. And a big, a big mountain lion, a big 150 plus pound cat. Like that would be cool. Are, those are probably my, yeah. my four big ones. Danny, what's yours? Uh, probably probably elk. I guess would have to be at the top, and of course moose in Alaska, just like what you guys are about to do. Just because I've I fished Alaska, but I've never hunted Alaska. And I, oh yeah, I think that'd be cool to do. And yeah, that wolf's up there, man. Probably, probably oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's cool. interesting, man. I like that though. I do. That's cool. That'd be awesome. I want, I want a black one, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be picky. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, that's cool. Everyone's got that man. That bucket list. It's. It's, it's, yeah, the animal, but it's, like, how to get the animal is, like, what yeah, surrounds yeah. and what makes it. That's what's always intrigued me with mule deer is there, again, it's just, it's a, it's just a tough, you know, right. where they live, what they do, how to get, you know, how to get yeah. good at, you it's know. stuff. Yeah. Well, especially a bunch of flatlanders coming out here, like, you know, thinking about working point systems and, I don't know, it's scary to make the jump sometimes. Like, you gotta just do it once and it's not as bad. And then it just seems like you come back every year, you know. Gotta dive in and go. You gotta just go. For me, it's been, now that I have kids, you know, I've got a six and eight year old. I don't know why, it just seems like the older I've gotten, the more it is about, like, the pursuit of the animal. More so than the actual kill of the animal. Yeah, yeah. It might sound weird, but, like, uh, it, it can almost be anticlimactic to harvest an animal where I'm like, 
oh, it's done. Like this right, is right, yeah. yeah. It's, it's the chase. The it's build the chase. It's the chase the, of like. It doesn't matter what you're doing. I mean, honestly, if you have a a goal to build a brand new house and you work, 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 it's the chase. The house is done, it. and you're like, Whoa. you're like, well, what's the next thing now? Yeah, yeah. it's where, the chase. Where That's where the fun part. There? It's yep. shit that keeps like the human mind and yep. like yep. you just rocking. You know, you need that. That's why I do when dudes retire and they're like, all right, I'm just going to do nothing. Then they die. Then they die. Always. (laughs) Always. They always die. (laughs) They retire. They get two paychecks from Social Security. Then they go. It's just the way it is, though. Like, it's, you got to keep moving, man. Yeah. You got to have something to keep your brain ticking. Always keep your mind moving. Yeah. Yeah, you got to. It's, uh, I don't know, man. Human nature. But I think it's all, hunters are good people and hunters have that, that mind, that inner tick of mindset that keeps us uh, keeps us going and, and and kind of just like a common uh, camaraderie and friendship that we can find. It really, it really is, honestly. Yeah, it's just it's just awesome to sit here and, and have all these goals. But I mean, like every outdoorsman wants these goals. They, they set right. their goals and then they, they want to go after them. And yeah, man, it's just awesome. Well, when I just think about too, on top of that, like the people I've met through hunting that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Or, or right. not even, like, the people I've... Like, people I've met, it's been awesome, but, like, the journeys and the places that I have gone to see because of hunting that I wouldn't have seen otherwise. So, yeah, you know, just being being this an outdoorsman, right hunting certain yeah. things, I've met amazing people that have changed my life. I've gone to places that have changed my life, and it's all... It makes me want to be a better human being. For and sure. ultimately be a better dad in a, in a crazy, oh, yeah. weird yeah. way. Yeah. Right, because yeah. you want to share that and, and pass yeah. that on. Yeah, and I, I think that. about, I have these crazy life experiences while I'm out in the woods or while I'm meeting these new people, and I'm like, I want to teach my kids this, or I want to teach my kids this, because I've learned it either out in the woods or through meeting new people. Right, yeah. yeah you know, no. I've just... Awesome Hunting's got like a powerful like aura to it with that because it's like I could think if I didn't hunt I don't know what else I would do that would bring that sense of what, sense of community. Do? I'd be I don't know I'd be a I'd be a white trash hood rat somewhere I bet like just up to no good I don't know like I don't you'd know be a you'd be bike, just yeah know, yeah you'd be really good at working on Harleys I'd be good at working on Harleys is what I'd be doing <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know like well this is cool most people are sitting at home watching the Kardashians and eating potato chips like <laughs> yeah. I just yeah. think like I'm staying in better shape and my mind's not rotting yeah. so <laughs> well it's just like a I don't know I just for people that don't hunt like I, we're coming out here to Wyoming and there's dude and doing this. And there's people at home that just like going through the motions all the time. They're they don't okay ever have like anything they're chasing Dude, or like something they think about all the time. This money, if you were to look at the money you spent on booking a hunt like this out of state, you could almost look at it as an investment in oh, yeah. yourself. A life investment. Yeah. A life investment in yourself mm-hmm. yeah. of what you're going to learn and what you're going to pull out of this mentally when you yeah. come home. Exactly. Sure. Well, no one can take shit like this away from you. You know, you could buy a truck and... Yeah, it all depends on what you want to spend your money on. You know, you want a nice truck or do you want to you want to go to your grave with some experiences. Some you know? life experiences. Yeah. That's well, yeah. for sure. You're not going to look back and be like, man, I had a sweet 2014 Silverado. Right. Yeah, no one right. gives a shit about that. Put 100,000 miles on it. 
great truck. You'd be like, dang. Yeah, when wow. you're laying on your deathbed going, time? son, remember yeah. that time I rolled my ankle up on the mountain at 12,000 oh, feet? And I hit the SOS button like, like a yeah. bitch. That's what you're going <laughs> to be talking about. Right. Oh, yeah. For, exactly, for sure. Just the crazy shit. I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. Already making friends. First night, we're already kicking it off like this. Oh, this yeah. is good. There's going to be a bunch more. Yeah, I'm excited. So I'm feeling good about the content. We're hustling already. So real quick, <laughs> while we're still on here. Yeah. The drive. Oh, it was a haul. It was a haul. A haul. <laughs> Would you fly next time? We would have flown. We booked flights. We had flights. Right. Yeah, if COVID's totally. not going on the next time, we're flying. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think yeah. I'd fly to the west end of Nebraska and then hop in a rental and drive. Because that's okay. where it got pretty. That's once fair. You, once you get out of Nebraska, it, it gets pretty. But Nebraska sucked. Nebraska was a long one. Man. Oh, I bet you. It's a haul. Yeah, it's a haul. I remember we got through Nebraska, and I've been across Nebraska a few times. And it's like, God damn, how fucking wide is Nebraska? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but what about, about what about seven hours wide? Yeah. When you get yeah. through all of that, we meet in Alpine, and then coming up this canyon. Yeah, it, was there was there any kind of emotion like? I'm here. We've yep. done it. Yeah. Like driving yeah. up the canyon, yeah. having the yeah. river cutting down below the road. We were so, all like, man, check this out. I think we were a little shelled over of being like, uh, we just want to get out of this truck. Yeah. But yeah, for sure. Oh, definitely. Definitely. For sure. Like, and then hey, get back to the bear camp, realizing, hey, I'm here. Like, we, yeah. Yeah, we made we're it, at boys. camp. It's final. And, and the camp is, it's kind of a... It's kind of a big camp, you know. There's ten wall tents hanging over this yeah. high mountain lake. Well, I was worried like up in the stalls. Yeah, oh yeah, incredible. And the whole time I was worried we we're pulling the podcast trailer. And keep in mind, like we're a working class bow hunter. We're not like triple axle rich class bow hunter. Yeah. yeah, we're not high class. I mean, we're going to change the name to white trash bow hunter here soon. We decided. I like that. It's got a good um, ring to it. Yeah, white trash bow hunter. Check. check <laughs> it's it not rich ass. We're white trash. <laughs> yeah. So we got an eight hundred dollar trailer that we got to wrap on that you know like sick. cool sick we'll take this over some rocks fucking nickel turned upwards yeah <laughs> dude we hit some of those holes full of water coming oh, up the thing and I'm like dude. this thing's full of water now, I had to pull over and I was like hey guys uh, kick that thing into four wheel drive and just don't stop I watched <laughs> that trailer come off the ground four times. <laughs> On the way up to camp, well, it's just potholes. I was like, "Easy, Russ. Throw them potholes, you know." Because the animals like, "Hey, don't if worry it's in about the air, it can't trailer, ride around. Worry about <laughs> my <laughs> truck." Yeah, yeah. we're at the. I'm sorry the, about your trailer, but dude, my truck. We're gonna have to jack the trailer up and check the wheel bearings out before we head home. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. It'll be. It'll make it. She's running good. Real fine piece of machinery. Oh, yeah. We're balling on a budget, boys and girls. Yep. Anyway, hey, let's kill some bears this week, huh? Let's do it. Let's do it. Dude. Right. Well, thanks, guys. This is a fun podcast. Kind of pulled it out of our hat and made it rock. I think that was an yeah. official bullshitting podcast. Is there, is there anything else that should be covered? I'm trying from to... the initial reaction to Bear Camp. You guys, you guys just pulled in. Mm. We're we're literally sitting in a wall tent. I don't know. I kind of knew with some the of wood this... burning stove. Yeah, yeah. like right. miles from the nearest town. You know, the coolest thing is we got a little, little bitty creek of water running right through next to our wall tent. It's consistent. Yeah, what's everybody's everybody's gut reaction to camp? So yours is the the little creek that's literally two feet from the edge of (laughs) It's a nice um, oasis type sound. I don't know how to explain it. It's like a sound machine. 
Austin? Mine's just the anticipation of knowing there's a couple big bears running around out oh, there. Some giants. I, I'm not going to lie, I really want to kill that. a bear. I like the experience yeah. itself, but Just seeing that first dark blob move through the, the evergreens, because you know they're coming 20 yards from you to the uh, bay, yeah. it's just... Yeah, it gets you jacked. Yeah, anticipation of what could be. Yep. yep. That's what I want. Yep. Honestly, there's been a few times just on the drive up here on the little ATV trail, I'm going to call it, like, you just look <laughs> up at this, look up at the sky and say, thank you. Like, yep. how, how did yeah. I get lucky enough to come here? Yeah. For yep. real. Yeah. yeah. Like, For real. And that, that's yeah. what I'm talking about with, like, you could think about spending money on hunts like this, but you look up at the life experience you're having. Look up the open country and just be like, God, I'm lucky to be here. Yeah, like, yeah I sure. could go home right I'm now grateful. and feel fine about the money I spent. Yeah. Oh, come just, on, we gotta kill a bear. Bro. Well, I mean, I want to <laughs> kill a bear, but I'm just saying it's been that good so far. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. wait until you get on horseback. Like, yeah. you're, you're gonna be. The adventure starts tomorrow. I, I ride out on those horses and I'm like, what am I. Like, I can't wait, man. How am I here? Is this real? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have a different perspective on uh, horses. I'm going to, I have a feeling I'm going to learn to love them. Kurt, what's your gut reaction pulling into camp? I'm jacked up, man. I got, so, I've been really heavily into, like, white hunting, bow hunting for a long time. Like, most of my life, heavily, and I've had good success. And now it's like I'm trying to chase, like, dreams of, like, like, get chipping through that bucket list, you know? Yep. So, like, when I see it, I'm, I'm jacked up. But, like, I want to be successful on this hunt big time. That's, for me still, that's a big factor. Like, even though I could say, like, it's just about the camp and the experience. That is a big factor. But for me, for I sure. do want to kill a bear. I really do. Yeah. Like, that's, yep. for me, that's in the, that's up there. That's number one. And yep. then, but, you know, if I don't, that's hunting, you know? That's why they call it hunting, not killing. I get it. Yeah. But <laughs> it's, uh, I'm just jacked up about the whole thing. Honestly, well, yeah, I be, think because this hunt came out of nowhere for us. Yeah, really, for sure. You know, Clint called me like, "We're going fucking bear hunting." I'm like, all right. Like, what was that? A month ago? Yeah, on Easter yeah. Sunday. A month ago, yeah. I called you on Easter Sunday. Uh-huh. This was a quickie, man. We just threw it together real fast, and here we are. Yeah, right. mm. I'm ready to ride. I'm yeah, ready, I'm ready to shoot some bears, and we ride at dawn, bitches. We ride at dawn. <laughs> Let's close her out. Thanks, fellas. It was fun. Yeah, well, it was a good yep. time. We'll, we'll do it again. Tomorrow. All right, close her out. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.